Jeff here. Thanks for listening. Go to playvolutionhq.com slash ccbag or click the link in the show notes for the show's archives, ways to connect, ways to support the show, information about happy hour, and more. I'm Jeff Johnson coming to you from upstairs studio in the snuggery along the Gulf of Mexico with me, Samantha Balch, who Hello. has thoughts about the childcare barge and grill. I do. I suggested this uh, one of the last times you recorded. I have a new idea. Childcare bark and grill. Show me your dog. I would like to see all of your dogs. Send us pictures of your dog. Um, over, over at myplayhaven.com. Um, um 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 there there has been a dog i gotta find i see i'm scrolling there I'm have scrolling. been i've seen some i'm scrolling um yeah um 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 he's going he's scrolling ladies and gentlemen this is the riveting audio content you come to us for oh well I can't find it right now, but there's a new dog with big floppy ears on the uh, My Play Haven site. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, the yeah the the childcare bark and grill is that what you said? Bark and grill, yep. That's, yeah, yeah. that's what I said. I want to see your dogs. Okay, yeah. Um, um, oh, you don't know? Slinky got stabbed the other day at the beach. Um, I'm so sorry. What the fuck is this? What? Yeah, Slinky got stabbed. I've talked about it already. He he was rolling in a dead fish, and a spiky from a spike from the fish went three inches okay. into his thigh. But he's he's First good. Of all, holy shit! So glad he's okay. Second, you made it sound like someone came up to Slinky and stabbed him. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's I'm like, a master Slinky podcaster. Slinky impaled himself. Also sounds bad, but Slinky got stabbed. Yeah, he got shivved. He was yep. serving his sentence in the prison. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> oh my God, it's Liam. Yeah. Well, you know what happens. So, uh, stop so rolling I, in carcasses, Slinky. Yeah. Well, no, he hasn't. I told him, uh, you know, actions have consequences, but he hasn't learned. Right. Um, um, listeners, uh, I got a, I got a baking update. I got a, I got a baking update. Do we have um, a baking update uh, music we can plug into the podcast whenever you Yeah, want. there could be. I don't do that much editing, though. I yeah, <gasps> it just, you know, we could think about it. Listeners, imagine there's some some baking music here. So uh, <laughs> I made, uh, made Tasha English muffins the other day because she bought some and broke my heart. And... Uh, <sighs> And they turned out, they turned out okay. But the first time I make, made them there, I mean, they'll be better the next time. But then I thought, what's going to be next? And I thought, crumpets. I don't know what the fuck a crumpet is. So I looked up crumpets. No one does. They're, they're they kinda, might not even exist. They're kind of, they're kind of English muffin-like in the fact that there's lots of nooks and crannies for, right. uh, love a nook, love for a stuff to, uh, to, to sink into, but you don't, you don't split them open. You just, yeah, go ahead. 
my question is, what is your preferred, uh, like, what do you prefer on your English muffin and or crumpet to get into those nooks and crannies? I I would go I would go butter and or peanut butter is what I would go and I know that's that's uh, that's not that's not no, no, I don't no, think no. that's sanctioned sanctioned but uh, I would that's totally the way I would it's go. It's not sanctioned by the British government, but you know yeah. what we won, so yeah. I think it's fine. that's right. Yeah, what's the queen? Anyway, back to you're making crumpets. So I had to, I had to order <laughs> crumpet rings. Um, crumpets rings. Yeah, you got to get the little rings because they. They yeah 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 you, you got to keep them in a ring because the 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 dough is kind of runny and you want to keep them around. Right. You can use it for keeping you. Look, if I decide I want to make egg McMuffins, I can make the English muffins and then you, keep the yeah you got the, them all, the yeah. eggs perfectly raw for Tasha. So the the first batch <laughs> of crumpets, uh, I mean, she ate them. They tasted okay. Didn't have as many nooks okay. and crannies as they should. They Do were. Do you they, put things in crumpets? Like scones can sometimes have like nuts no. or fruit. Okay. No. Have you ever had an English muffin with something in it, like baked mm, into it? I mean, I think I've seen in, them with raisins. What's your gut reaction about that? Yeah, what's your I, gut reaction I, to that? I think no. Thank you. I also think no. Listeners, if you think yes, you're wrong. Um, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, certain things are for certain things are for having things in them and certain things are for having things on them. Right. That's just the way it is. English um, muffins, no. Yeah, so I, I would give the first attempt at uh, at crumpets a, a maybe a seventy five um, percent. That's really good for a first attempt. C's get and, degrees, Jeff. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, they and I they, they kind of stuck in the rings and and yeah, uh, but but I mean, stay tuned. I'll have an update after I after Can't I make wait. some more because I know I know everybody's having a hard time sleeping, wondering about my baking. Um, that is usually what I stay up thinking about. Mm-hmm. Sure. Lots of people baking? do. What is What's the man baking did Jay, did Jeff, recently? Did Jeff bake anything? Um, Has he done baked Alaska? You know, just those kinds of questions. I've actually organized my recipes into a three ring binder, listeners. <gasps> yeah. No. Does it have a beautiful cover? Can I make no, one? No, just plain plain white cover or something Tasha was going to throw I would like to make out. a cover for your... I will be making one and emailing it to you against your will. So Okay. That'll be great. I think I'm going to put your face on Paul Hollywood's face. Don't know who that is, but I can't wait to see it. Great British baking show. Oh, okay. <laughs> All Hollywood, huh? Um, what are we talking about this episode? Uh, we were talking about destruction as an act of creation. All right, where does that come from? Relates to crumpets and it doesn't. Um so where this has come from is I've been hanging out in my classroom and observing. Since the majority of what I am paid to do as a teacher is look at children and think about them. I've been doing that. And the group that I am currently with loves knocking shit over. Loves building towers, pushing them down. Building towers, pushing them down. Having me put things even taller on the tower so they can push it down and giggle and continue the process. Uh, sand. They love to put the sand in a bowl, pat it, pat it real good, turn mm -hmm. it over, lift it up, and smash it. Sure. Use their feet, use their hands. Today, one of my buddies started doing this uh, just for himself. He like had a little cup filled with sand, turn it over, smash it. And he would tell me, smash, every time. He's two. Every time he would tell me, smash. And then he had the cup, and he had it with sand, and he looked at me, and he looked around, and there were several other people in the sandbox, and he points 
at one of them and says, smash. I said, oh, did you want to ask if they want to smash? Yes. Well, great, go on over. And point, thrust the cup in the face, smash. Turns it over, points to it. And then the other person smashed. He did this with like seven people. He tried teaching one of the one-year-olds to do it who has just learned to walk, supporting herself on the side of the sandbox. Smash, smash, gently picks up her hand to show her, smash. And I thought, this is really interesting. The way they're doing this with lots of different things. Time out. Yes. Yes, Is this kid, is this kid all green wearing ripped purple purple jeans? (laughs) No, he is not. Oh, okay. He's very stylish, actually. Okay. <laughs> he is not. He prefers Spider-Man. He mm. tells me per- periodically. Um, so, um, which actually, funny story about that is another kid who also likes Spider-Man said, I Spider-Man, smash, smash. was like, but famously, that's okay. It's fine. You know what? Whatever works for you, man. Spider-Man can smash stuff. Um, anyway, we also have seen this sort of what I feel like is traditionally labeled as like a destructive attitude in a way um, when we've got art materials out. So like paint, the paint, no interest in what the marks are looking like on the paper, just interested in getting all of the paint on the paper. Lift it, pour it out, smear it with hands, put on face, put on legs um, to the point where we did an activity not too long ago where I brought in a giant box and put paint in the middle of the box on a tray and told them like, let me know if you want to take your clothes off. Here you go. And they just like sat in paint, painted on their bellies, painted on each other. It was very cool. Um, I did the same thing a couple weekends ago with Tasha and she just looked at me as if I, I, she had some big feelings about that, that were, yeah. About this. Yeah, but like, that's just you know that's that. just what we that's just you know life here at the snuggery. Um, right. Well, that's your calling sorry. corner. Uh, sorry, for interruption. <laughs> no, you're not. Don't lie. You're not sorry for that at all. <laughs> no, I am not. Um, so anyway, we've been thinking. I've been thinking about this idea of like, what is so interesting about destroying things? What is the innate desire we have to destroy? I was thinking about how destruction often leads to creation both like literally and figuratively. So like forest fire, right? A lot like controlled burning. You know, we burn down a section of a forest so that something new can grow there and stay. And we, you know, retain some control over that or even, you know, lightning strikes and there's a big fire and this thing has been destroyed and now something new will come up from it. So I've been just uh, dwelling on that, dwelling on the idea of, um, is this so fascinating for children because it's the opposite of quote unquote playing nicely. Cause like, you know, in the traditional somewhat stereotypical view of like using blocks, we want the child to build something beautiful that we all look at. We want the purpose to be what it is, not the purpose to be throw all of the blocks as high as you can and knock them over. That's not quote nice unquote so is there something like exciting about it because it's sort of a rebellious thing yeah what do you think about it you have a lot of you ever have a lot of a lot of destructive children well sure but i i think i think this is this is scattering scheme of play right i think yeah i absolutely think a part of it i mean since it's going on with the blocks and the paint and the Mm -hmm. uh 
and the sand it's it's that that process of of scattering things and yeah. so and how often do we miss that process and that schema and maybe other ones because it doesn't fit into what's controlled what's quote nice what's quote appropriate sure it gets labeled as misbehavior and so it gets shut down yeah. a lot of the time i think it's also a a form of of power play right because they're yeah i mean i mean power play is a play where where children play at being powerful or in control right. or demonstrate their physical skills and so being able to smash things that's that's a version of saying hey i'm really strong um yeah. and i think it's i think it's great begin also something that gets gets labeled as bad and and mm -hmm. shut down i i've got big feelings about people people shutting down kids play because they don't like it. And, and I think these things right. fall into that category. Sure. And it's often messy, right? It's often messy. It's often mm -hmm. noisy. The blocks leave the block corner, the paint gets on the floor. Um, you know, the, somebody might be uh, quote unquote monopolizing and not sharing because they're trying to build it as tall as they can when they knock it over or they don't want anyone to touch it yet. That's a big one. Uh, like, no, 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 not your turn. My turn, my turn. Um, and that can feel like, oh, this is so rude. Like so-and-so is taking all of the blocks for themselves and they're not letting anyone play. But really they're deep in this discovery of scattering, of power, of noise. Like there's a lot of STEM going on, right? Like sometimes sure. you see them hit it at the top or hit it at the bottom, which is cool. Yeah, I've, just, I've been really, I'm very interested in this. And I, I really love the idea of it being, uh, looking at it from the angle, angle of power. Because I think I... I'm just very interested in that personally. And I think often that gets overlooked with with some of these things, like power as its own, its own purpose. Yeah. Doing I mean, I like mean, power we... play doesn't just look like being the mommy or the daddy in dramatic play. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to kind of start hunting for it and, uh, and then be willing not to, not to pull the plug on it when you see it because it, it shows up right. in, in, in some some ways that are kind of uncomfortable for adults. So how do you how do mm -hmm. other adults who stumble upon this in your in your program respond to it? Good cue. Um, previous programs I've been at, I feel like I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Um, a previous program I was at when children were building, they had a rule that you couldn't build above your nose. And I uh, blatantly disrespected that personally. I did not care. <laughs> I let them do whatever. Uh, no one ever articulated to me why that was the rule. I assume it was this, what I'm going to label as misguided attempt at safety. Like, oh, we don't want the block to fall on their head. And it's like, well, if the block falls on their head, they'll probably build differently next time. <laughs> or move faster. They'll learn about it. Right, they'll move faster, or the majority of people have an interest in self-preservation, and like I've I've been building with kids, and when they've wanted to push things over, and have like I I will watch them watch it, and I have seen them move out of the way and push it a different way, because they're doing that scientific research work of yeah, hey, if I push it here, I have a feeling I know what's going to happen, and I'm not going to be happy. It's going to hurt. I'm going to move to this side and try and push it a different way. Um, I have been, I, I, I've been, I've been around many people in many different programs that uh, don't enjoy the things that are loud and messy. 
and again with that language of like you know the blocks are for building and so which is which is this this just master class in manipulation uh because they are building uh the destruction is part of the building right when they mm -hmm. destroy it then they build it up again um but what they're really saying is i don't like the way you're playing because it bothers me because it's too loud because it's too messy because i'm worried someone might get hurt because uh, you know i don't want the licensing person to come in here and see this and yell at me because they don't like it um those kinds of things so i'm cool with it obviously mm -hmm. i'm very i'm very the way i am um i would say i've de i've definitely worked to convert some people to it and a lot of times it starts with me saying i'm comfortable with this because of x y and z reasons and usually it's because because i think they're exploring something interesting i'm here to help them if they need it and i know where the ice pack and band-aids are um you know if you want me to take the lead on this and you want to go hang out you know by the slide with some of the other kids that aren't building right now you know absolutely going ahead um i'm totally happy to stay here i often have pulled that at, at, at many jobs i've been at and like i'm totally happy to be here just you, like you can go to the pleasant place out. i'll i'll keep an eye yeah on you can go to peace place and i'll hang out here with these loud children um i also know that cleanup is a big thing a lot of it, it you know it's a very stressful time of many people's day right because we gotta schedule we gotta get you diapered we gotta get you fed we gotta get you down for nap i gotta take my break so and so's gonna swap out for the next shift um we can't be spending 45 minutes cleaning up all of these blocks because you built you know all of these towers and knocked them over and they're scattered all across the room and i do want to be respectful of that feeling like that sucks right that yeah it's sort of a pain to clean up lots and lots of things it's also the work it's yeah it's the well, it's the job do I'm the job sorry but that's a big part of it um and if you feel unsupported in that area that's a great conversation to have with your colleagues with your children that you work with hey i love all of the smashing can i kick some of these foam blocks closer to you when they fall down so it's easier for you to grab I've done that many, like if things start, if I see things flying across the room and I'm like, oh, that's pretty far away. I will often just bring it back myself. Be like, hey, I found this one. If you want it, I'm gonna put it over here. You know, cause I have agency in the room and can do that. Sure. <laughs> uh, so the, I mean, we got to keep every health and safety, health, healthy and safe. Yes. Um, Absolutely. The other thing, the the other thing I hear from people where where this can go, or where things get gray, is what gets destroyed. Because mm -hmm. if the destruction is a block tower, well, that's fine. But if they start destroying equipment, then right. then that's another thing. And so trying to figure out where where to draw that line that it's okay to destroy sand towers and block towers and mm -hmm. and make uh and scatter the paint 
and and those kind of things that we we can't go go smashing the Hot Wheel cars with rocks or, right. or breaking chairs. Um, even and I think even, that's... look even if we're trying to recreate the our favorite bar fight from from our favorite <laughs> movie, we can't we can't smash the chairs. It's just we can't smash the chairs, and I think that's exactly how the conversation goes, or at least how I've had it when I see children looking to continue that play of destruction and power and scattering uh in other ways where like if they're taking a rock to a car and say oh if that car breaks we don't have another one of those can i find you something else to smash because i hear you want to smash if the answer is no then we talk about it a little bit more and we're like well if we destroy that we don't have another one i have to think in my head how many hot wheels cars do we have at the school can we sacrifice one in the name of science does that set a precedent that we don't want to set like it's going to be different every time right often i have felt like this sounds uh incorrect but i found children to be very reasonable when i explain it to them in this way like oh if we break that chair we don't have enough places to sit you want to go throw this ball i often find they do that or i keep coming up with things that they might want to throw instead just like yeah that's a hard boundary need to sit in that chair so we got to make we got to make sure that chair remains you know, in, in a stable condition. Yeah. This harkens Here's back something to, else you can smash. it harkens back to the last episode we did because a lot of times the kids who, who are unreasonable about that are kids who are having big feelings. Um, big feelings. And oftentimes the kids who are unreasonable about that are the children who do not have the opportunity to destroy things in other ways. Sure. They're not being quote unquote allowed to knock over the block towers or make a mess with the paint. Like they have to always paint inside the lines or they have to always paint what the example looks like and they are looking for this expression and uh hey nobody said i had to do something certain with the chairs so i'm gonna throw that yeah yeah and so so providing those opportunities with materials where that kind of play is allowed um and and and, and then looking for well it's it's like rough and tumble play if two ch- kids yeah. choose to play at rough and tumble play that's play if some if a kid walks up and punches another kid that's an aggressive act right Um, we're no longer playing yeah and so there is that line there with the destruction as well and so finding that line and and paying attention to that are important and 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 look um the the destruction of materials and we talked about it before on the show is is a real thing and and programs should probably figure out a way to work that into into their policies and procedures because you know when they do smash a chair who pays for that right and that is and that's important yeah and i want to be really sensitive to programs like i've worked in programs before where like this paint is all the paint we got for the school year unless we a mysterious benefactor comes through with more paint. Like this is what we got or we're paying out of our own teacher pockets and we don't want to be doing that. So it can be hard to watch these things being used in a way that we're like, Oh, it's all over the place. Yeah. So it might require a cultural shift or rather a mindset, a mindset shift for ourselves to be like, this is the learning that this child needs. They're expressing this need to me. How else can I support it? What else can we paint with that might, or work with that might satisfy this need? Can I get water on a table with paintbrushes and black paper and see what happens there? 
can I get the sensory table out? Like we, we so often have to find creative solutions for these things when we're in those kinds of situations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, this time of year, we're recording this at the beginning of October. In uh, in a few short weeks, it will be post-Halloween, and there'll be many programs letting kids smash pumpkins um, yeah. with, with mashers and hammers <laughs> and that kind of stuff, which is which is which is great. So there's and, and another way to support this is there that's that's one of the other values of of loose parts is mm -hmm. there are all kinds of loose parts out there in the world that you can um that are you literally can, trash. That are literally trash. I, I was. We've got a, a oak tree um, hanging over the patio here at the snuggery, and uh, it has been shedding um, acorns. I was going to say pine cones, but that was wrong. Um, been shedding acorns lately, and so I, I was thinking the, the perfect thing would be to to collect a bunch of those and give a three year old a hammer um because oh my because, god oh those suckers smash thank really you so nice. much for that idea because we've got a lot of acorns here too and i got some kids that love our wooden hammers so i want to give them a metal hammer sure sure i want to get some real power in there yeah oh that'll be fun thank you for that idea i'm very excited to do that so that's, I think, you know, there's so many materials there. And we, we yeah. recently recorded, uh, I recorded with uh, Rachel and Rebecca, Rebecca at her new forest school program. Uh, she was, we, we did an episode about wasting materials and that kind of, mm -hmm. that kind of touches up with this when you're talking about the paint and stuff. Um, yeah. But again, having, having the, the materials that aren't expensive, like the paint that you can redirect them to when they want to destroy and scatter right. is is the it, that's the that's a more effective choice when it comes to supporting early learning than just shutting the whole process down. Yes. Uh, Re Rebecca Agreed. mentioned they're they're out in the out in the woods. And there's a lot of sandstone, so they've been smashing. They've been they've been making their own sand by smashing sandstone. Which, oh, that's so fun! <laughs> that sounds fucking that's cool. That's really cool. So yeah, there's a, there's, like a, a there's a lot going on here. What and and look, you well, let's talk about a little bit on the the destruction as a part of creativity, because yeah. I know you you kind of do this. You 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 consume old sweaters <laughs> yeah, yeah. to make yarn to make it's things. Is that that's the same thing, right? Yes, that is me. So um, periodically, if I if I need yarn, one of the first places I like to look. Uh, is the thrift store because I'm very cheap uh, and I, I, I sort of care about the environment, but mostly I'm just very cheap um, and I like the thrill. Um, but something else that I have recent, relatively recently figured out how to do is unwinding sweaters uh, and blankets and things like that that are made out, that are, are constructed in a certain way. You can take them apart uh, and then just reuse that yarn. So I ha actually, you can sort of see it in the corner, Jeff, that blanket right there there's a fuzzy pink <laughs> part of it and that was all a sweater uh that i found and i unraveled it and it's i find it incredibly satisfying to do um is it also therapeutic it feels a little bit like oh, it'd be God, a little bit therapeutic yeah. for me just that repetitive it's, it's like, yes it, it's incredibly repetitive um and it's very like it's fun for me because of like look like i don't like this thing as it is but i'm really excited about what i'm going to make it into and like this is a blanket for my sister. If I ever finish it, I've had it for like a year and a half now. Um, sorry, have Tabby. you tried that with the, with the kids yet? Letting them unravel something? No, but I should. I should bring in my yarn winder. 
because that I have brought in with other children, not this current group I'm with, but other children I've brought in my yarn winder and we've played with it. And it's because you can go so fast. It's sure. really fun. Um, and I have done that before. And that's, that's, I feel like it's very exciting. I haven't tried specifically unwinding things, but that would be really cool. Uh, especially if you've got a group that's like doing stuff with fiber and like interested in that, that's, really fun uh that's another I could see uh, a kid just just sitting fun. there forever just oh my god stuff yeah apart. so nice yeah it's very repetitive so nice. i i now we've been talking about this i when we moved into the snuggery i had an extra big table we had uh had mm -hmm. some big old it was like an old uh old science room table from like a 1920s high school a big you know beefy oak legs and yes what um where did you get this table? Um, at a at an old school. That okay, just making sure you didn't rob a school. No, no, they what were they, 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 they were going to tear it down, and they had an auction. Um, oh hell yeah! That's so my favorite kind of thing. Uh, we had a couple of them, and and one here makes up most of my studio, and the other one we didn't have room for, and we, I mean, hated to waste it and get rid of it and right. let somebody else use it. So I took it apart. And wow. we turned the tabletop, it's like three foot by six foot and two inch thick oak, turned that into a headboard, which cool. is which is really cool. But I, I mentioned re, I, I put up new bar shelves. And so the 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 frame of this table was was beautiful, old patinaed oak. And uh and just last weekend I I sliced it up and made it into shelves for for the bar, leaving some of the I mean, you can tell that it's made out of something else. It's got some of yeah, the, uh, that's cool. the, old, the old tongue and groove stuff that. left on it. But that kind of thing. And even even the crumpets we were talking about earlier, that is part of this mm -hmm. process because it's no yeah. fun for me to bake stuff if it doesn't get destroyed by by eating it. People's, I mean, yes, exactly. There, there is that there is that cycle. And and there's yeah. that. uh there's that uh, artsy arts artist guy. What's his name? Um, um, uh, Banksy. There's so many. No, yes, yeah. Is. So he did what? He did this That's this painting. They sold it for for a, a bazillion dollars, and then went through a paper yeah. shredder. Yeah, such a good one. Yeah, and and so such, such a good like commentary. Yeah, I I thought that was so interesting. And and there are a lot of people that create that transitory that transitory art, which is is part of the yeah part of that create that creative process. Nothing absolutely nothing lasts forever, and it's it's just kind of kind of fun to to play with that when you're when you're making things and repurposing things absolutely. and all that. And how wonderful for us to introduce you know our young children to that idea, right? Like you can just make the thing. Yeah. And then that can be the end of it. Like the, the process can be what you're excited about. You know, we've got so many options for how you could do this. Yeah. So we've got, yeah. we've got destructive play. We've got it, it's STEM play. It's schema play. Mm -hmm. It's power play. It's creative play. And, and all too often it gets shut down in early learning settings. So yeah. we need to look for ways to, uh, to, to, to support it w without, without your head exploding without your head exploding right. because i mean the mess the mess is a thing and and it's easy for for jeff to say well you, the mess is part of the job but right it doesn't make it and i do want to be that your head's yeah. going to 
explode. You gotta, you gotta take those things into consideration, but. Exactly. But, I, I mean, do want to be respectful of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there are things you can do ahead of time, the, the way you organize your space, you can, mm-hmm. you can do some of those things out. You can redirect it outside where cleanup is right. a little bit easier. Um, you can maybe, maybe talk, work with the kids to switch out materials that might be, yeah. might be less messy. Um, and you can, you can deal with your own big feelings around big messes and maybe he's maybe never going to stop using this phrase. I can't wait. Maybe things don't need to be cleaned up as much as you, you, yeah. you feel they do, or as much as you've been doing, maybe it's okay to, to, to not have things exactly exactly like uh like mr spick and span is coming over for an inspection right i yeah yeah come to come to myplayhaven.com and talk to us about this (laughs) particularly if you're looking for advice on how to support it or if or if you better yet if you have advice dogs yeah if you have advice or if you have a picture of a dog we could see that would be really cool we would really like that yeah. So another thing that's just happened over on the myplayhaven.com site is I, there are some posts over there about caregiver burnout. And so we built a a burnout group. I haven't figured out. I, I put a working Ooh. group name on it. I'm going to change it. But cool. uh, we're going to we're going to be working on some things over there to to kind of do some 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 community of practice group support about burnout we're gonna it's gonna be a place you can you can vent it's gonna be we're looking at doing maybe a i don't, I don't know if we're gonna do it via zoom or if we're gonna do it asynchronously mm-hmm. do a a book group i'm thinking maybe uh uh tiny habits by bj fogg might be the first book we look at um use it as kind of a place to share resources and and have That's cheerleaders awesome. for your your attempts to take better be care of yourself and stuff. so um, you know, that's, that's something that's going on there. You can also join me for happy hour with the fourth Tuesday of the month at 7 30 PM on the zoom. We record a, a episode of this year podcast. You don't, you don't have to look, I overserved myself last time. I apologize for that. I invented a new drink. Um, it was delightful. Oh boy. I, I can't say it won't happen again. Um, and don't you want to be there for that? Uh, we'll see if anybody comes back. Um, you might get, you might get made designated driver and have to end the show. Uh, there's a, there's a link in the show notes. It's just a quick (laughs) zoom registration. If you want to be part of that. Um, any final thoughts before we pull the plug, Sam? Um, no, but for all of you that have listened to this episode or have recently thought to yourself, you know, this is really hard, but I want to do it, or I'm trying this and it's hard for me. Like, you're doing great. We're proud of you. I'm proud of you. I don't know how Jeff feels. Sam just did a thumbs up that you'll never see. I did. Um, That you'll never see. I, oh, I just thought it's, oh, so I, I recently destroyed the perfect piece of driftwood. How'd you feel? I found, well, I didn't do it on, I didn't do it intentionally. I found this perfect, it was like, it was like a, you know, nice smooth river rocks. Like they're all roundy Mm -hmm. and smooth. This was a piece of driftwood that was just like that. It was just, it was perfectly smooth and it was, it was hefty and everything. And then I I brought it, I thought, Hey, this, this driftwood is great. And I brought it home and then I, then it, then it dried out because it wasn't soaked in the ocean anymore. Yep. And then it got uh-huh. all cracky and it, it shrunk yeah. and, 
and I ruined oh. the perfect piece of driftwood. So I don't know if now I should you have rehydrate a it. Piece of driftwood. Yeah, that's a fun experiment. I need if, if I need to oh, rehydrate just, it or remembered. take it back to the ocean and set it free or something. I have a really lovely destructionist creation story we can end on. Sure. Um so I have to give you backstory, unfortunately. Uh, I lived in Italy for a while. And one of the places we lived in Italy, uh, there was a Chinese restaurant. And it was the only sort of local Chinese restaurant. And so when we wanted Chinese food, that is where we would eat. My mother and her friends would often go there because they were often craving Chinese food. And this was... uh, Just Chinese Chinese food or American Chinese food? It was more American Chinese food than it was like Italian Chinese food. But it might just be that everywhere, like prefix Chinese food is always similar. I don't know. I think it's a really interesting conversation and we should, we should, someone should write me a thesis about it. Um, And I would love to read it. But anyway, um, when you ate there, you got points, like loyalty points. (laughs) After we lived there for three years. And at one point, when my mother is paying the bill, they start telling her, oh my goodness, you have enough points for the Grande Vaso. And my mom's like, the what? Like the Grande Vaso. And it is a vase, probably this big, uh, about the size of a toddler. Um, It's yellow. It's got some sort of pan Asian imagery on it. I don't really know what to call it. Um, it's hideous is what I'm trying to tell you. It is hideous, but my mother has won it and she is thrilled. She's like, great. I won this vase for eating Chinese food. So she brings it home. We have this vase. This vase is in our family for like 13 years. And so it moves from Italy to Japan. It moves from Japan back to the mainland U.S. It moves all around the mainland U.S. Um, when my parents were, my, my mom was doing something in the house and accidentally knocked it over and it shattered and like she was heartbroken because it was the grande vaso i was heartbroken all of my siblings like oh my god the vase oh my god like we don't blame you for what happened mom but oh this is so like this was such a weird part of our adolescence um and my sister said well why don't you frame it can you frame pieces of it and we can all have parts of it and so she did, and now we all have little pieces of this shattered vase in our home. Uh, and included on the back is a poem I wrote about it at 5.30 in the morning, because uh, I was living in Hawaii at the time, and that's when I got the message that the vase broke, and I didn't want to get out of bed, and I wrote a poem. And so that's also on as, it. As one does. As one does. Yeah. Um, so what I'm saying is, look at all that creativity that happens from this destruction now we all have a piece of this weird vase. I think your mom was just trying to get sent back to Italy and she broke it on purpose, hoping somebody <laughs> would take the hint. This is like, I would love more of that Chinese food. <laughs> I need to go, go to I'll Italy so I can eat Chinese food and get another right, vase. Right, don't we all? Don't we all? Anyway, destruction, creation, so many beautiful things happen. And with that, we'll wrap up this episode of the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast, the world's longest running and most prolific early learning podcast. That's just a little bit destructive. Thanks for listening. Back soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Send us pictures of your dogs.
This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.